Violet's Five Questions, a deep dive into deep conversations. Violet is designing a future where the last stage of life is recognised and planned for and more honest and open conversations are possible. We're working to close the gap between what people hope for and what happens. Violet's Five Questions were created in collaboration with Dr. Catherine Mannix, palliative care physician and author of Listen, How to Find the Words for Tender Conversations. I'm your host, Annie Fox, Head of Brand and Community at Violet, and I have the privilege of asking our guests these five questions. We hope this podcast will inspire your own self-reflection practice and give you new insights and tools for approaching complex conversations in your professional life and beyond. Today, we welcome to the podcast Rod McLeod, Honorary Professor at the University of Auckland, Associate Consultant at Hammond Care, and Chair of Violet's Clinical Committee to the show. Hello, Rod, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Before we get into the five questions, I want to give myself a bonus question, in fact, and just ask you how you found the process of self-reflection coming into our chat today, knowing that we were about to, I suppose, unravel a high-stakes conversation that you've had in the past. Well, given that I've looked after maybe 15,000 people who have died in my professional life, In some ways, I could have picked any one of those people and their families to have this conversation about. They weren't all necessarily high stakes, but I think they probably would be high stakes for the person themselves or their family, because this is not something which happens to people very often. And Rod, you must be one of very few people in the world that can say that they've had a conversation like this with 15,000 people potentially over the course of their career. So who better to have join us and walk through these five questions with me? What were you bringing into the conversation? A lovely way to put it is what unnamed ingredients did you bring into the conversation with you? Well, the conversation that I'm thinking about was one that I had with a woman whose husband had quite advanced Lewy body dementia and her daughter, who was a GP, and they came into the conversation very angry because they felt that they'd been let down by the health system in the care of their father, their husband. And so I was coming in with my palliative care hat on, thinking, surely there must be something that we can do to help this family who were in a very difficult situation. And what mattered most to you going into the conversation and what mattered most to you after the conversation? Was there an evolution there? I think the thing that mattered most to me was that they left the conversation having had their anger dissipated. I felt it was really important for them to tell me all the bad things that had happened to them in the health system that they'd experienced. And it was important for me to hear what they thought a good outcome would be. Now, I went into the conversation with what I thought was a knowledge of how I was going to help them. And as it turned out, my guess was right. But during the conversation, they were able to tell me about some people who'd been rude to them, some people who'd been dismissive of them, some people who tried to minimise their situation. But I think once that was all out in the open, we could then get on towards finding a solution. 
Did you set an agenda? Did you, in your mind, have specific points that you wanted to hit? And how much of that was around controlling versus holding space? My agenda really was to find a solution that they were happy with. That was my only agenda. I wasn't sure going into that conversation that I would have the answers for them. But I hoped that my experience as a palliative care physician would enable them to find a way out of what they saw was a pretty impossible situation. What was the role of silence in that conversation? Well, my silence was important because it gave them an opportunity to gather their thoughts, to think about which direction to go in. Their silence was also important because when you're watching somebody and not saying anything, it's almost as if you can see the cogs turning in their mind. You can see them working things out. You can see them deciding which way they're going to go. Are they going to continue to be angry? Are they going to continue to be upset? Or have they gone past that? And now are they looking for a solution? And if you could go back and do it again, what would be your do-over? What would you do differently? Well, to be honest, I don't think I'd do anything differently. I think it was uncomfortable, but then if it wasn't uncomfortable, then I think that they wouldn't have had the opportunity to get everything off their chests. The solution was that we were able to provide safe space for them to be a wife and a daughter rather than being his primary carers. So we took the man into a palliative care unit. I have to say much against my colleagues' wishes. They thought it was entirely inappropriate for some reason. But we did that and the whole situation calmed down. I went in the next day and they were sitting smiling Mm. and their husband was calm. Wow, thank you so much for sharing those insights, for going back into that conversation and for your openness and honesty. Oh, that's a pleasure. It could have been a bad memory because it could have gone badly. They could have continued to be angry and distrustful, but the outcome was good and they were able to have an experience of his dying, which was one that won't haunt them. Lovely. Thank you so much. Violet's five questions can also help you create your own reflective practice around complex or high stakes conversations. And if those conversations are related to the last stage of life, you can chat to a Violet guide to get the guidance you may need. Jump onto violet.org.au or dial 1-800-VIOLET to find out more.